Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized ages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 221. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay, the Jedi, Ross, Ross, Jedi, Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to be back here with all you beautiful babies in the L5J studios. Good times and deeds. This week on the show, we bring to you some good time, old school, punk rock, gorilla party pod podcasting from Pints and Pages 2, live at the Cameron House. A couple of weeks ago, this event went down. But the GTA's finest indie creators got together to drink, be merry, and draw. This event was orchestrated by our good friend, artist, writer, creator, Gene Day self-publishing, Joe Schuster Award-nominated creator, Mr. A. Shehan. He orchestrated this event and it allowed us to come on down and make some pod. And make some pod we did indeed. Made some pod with a few of the creators there who were amongst the many, many, many fine people. Mike Ruth was there. Megan Carter was there. Uh, Sean Daly was there. He jumps in on a conversation. Saw Matt Daly there. Keith Kerchow, Aaron Feldman. Man, it's good times indeed. If y'all missed it, you gotta make sure you come out to the next shindig. It's an affair to be remembered. So I finally got to meet someone. I'd seen this person before and I'd heard her name, but I had not yet had the pleasure of sitting down and getting to know Miss Katie Sawatsky. My God, this girl is talented. One hell of an amazing artist. And you all must check out her stuff. It's unique and original. Two words I really like to say about shit. So I, uh, I chatted with Katie. Katie Sawatsky. Give me your gun and your badge, Sawatsky. You're a loose cannon. It's a good time conversation indeed. So, we talked. Uh, that'll be the first conversation that you hear this evening. The second conversation is a short one. It's only three minutes. Why? Because my card ran out of space and I was too full of lager to care. Joey Matthews and Malcolm Derricks, I apologize for this, but you guys will have to come back and we'll do a full-time hour-long episode talking about Hogtown Horror. But it's a really good three minutes. <laughs> I think you'll all enjoy saying hello to them, even if briefly. But definitely Joey and Malcolm, they'll be back. They will be back. After that, you're going to hear some good old school ridiculousness as I sit and chat with a good friend of the Black Hole Hunters Club, Mr. Shane Heron, a.k.a. Shane Amato, a.k.a. Shane the Baker. Yes, indeed. Joining that conversation is our longtime good friend, who I apparently uh, like to bring up. You'll hear about that. It's our good friend Sean Daly. Uh, good time talks. You even hear a little bit of a cameo near the end of that talk. Mr. Aaron Ong pops in on the scene and uh, talks about what he's up to, which is something crazy. So thanks again, Shane. It's good times indeed. What you hear behind me is 20 years by those shadow people. You got to check them out. 
because they're rad. Their link up on the website. Do it. Those shadow people. Pints and pages. Good times. Hi, I'm Jay. Katie. Katie, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Sit down at the thing. Sit down. Shay, sit down in front of the microphone and say hello. Say hello. Jason Clark talks to me almost every day. We get comic conventions. It's all right. You're zany regular, man. I'd like to say hi to Stan Kanopka. Oh, would you? Yes. Okay. I can pronounce his name. <laughs> it's just a nice shout-out. Showing off. And I'd like to say hi to Jay Fosgett. And I delivered the t-shirts, by the way. He did. Jay, he got us the t-shirts. Safe and sound, as, as always. You are my spirit animal. Just in time for the winter. That's right. It's cold. Katie, tell us a bit about your work. Ah! Ah! <laughs> um... It's hard to talk about that, because anytime I talk about that and someone records me, I don't have the balls to listen to it afterwards. We don't have to talk about it. What else no, do you no, like hey, to do? no, it's cool talking about it. It's all good. Basically, I'm uh, working on independent stuff, mostly, and it's Psychedelic Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah. That, those are well, two words that intrigue me. Psychedelic Cowgirls, mostly. That's even more intriguing, But I have to, to throw some men in there, because, right you know... Right. So are you Toronto local or? I um yes. Okay. Born in Scarborough. Cool. Moved downtown, you know, for OCAD and college and all that. Sure. Uh, was living close to where we are now for many years. Uh, had an upheaval in my life and had to crash with my parents in Scarborough. I hear that. For about a year and a half. Right on side. And yesterday, I signed for an apartment. Hey. Directly north of here in Kensington. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can fucking stumble home. Fuck Flipping. yeah. Fucking stumble home. I can't here. even imagine Next time, living in Kensington. That's, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be like cultural like, overload. In it a way. might be It might be overload, but I love that. I like the din right. around me. Sure. I don't know. I just sat with Erica in this crowded room and yeah. had a very, like three very intense conversations because this going on takes care of whatever goes on in the back of my mind and then I can be kind of a razor at the front. So you're like the white noise then. Do you, I do. When you're working, do you have the white noise going? Absolutely. It's embarrassing what I put on. I <laughs> No, I... Well, now you have to tell us what you put on while you're working. Uh, the price is right. Sure. That's a classic stay home from school. Yeah. White noise situation. White noise. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Degrassi reruns. Right on. All seasons. All, all years. Can't discriminate. Um, okay, so you got to fill me in a little bit with me being unfamiliar. Yes. Are you purely the artist? Are you a no, writer as um, well? Or? I've, I've worked with writers here and there. And I've actually had some recent uh, forays into doing, into working in a more like formal way with writers, as in you write, I draw, we sure. pitch. And um, I'm just, I'm finding that my heart is going into my own projects. And I'm also finding, I mean, no offense to the people that have approached me or, or people that I've worked with. Um, I'm a good writer. Sure. I know how to write. Right. And I was kind of a writer for years and years before I decided to 
to draw. Right. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm realizing. Well, it sounds like it makes sense. Like it they does, need and to it's create, just it's you have so your own vision. Right? I do, and it's faster that way. That's hey, it's for some faster. people. Yeah. Like imagine kind of describing your dream to somebody. Yeah. And have trying to get them interested yeah, and communicate what the hell happened. Absolutely. So I find that well, I just yeah, yeah. I can craft this stuff on my own, and then I also it frees me up to publish it how I want to publish it. I use it how I want to use it. Absolutely. Yeah. Tons of people on that show have been that way, you know? Like, all the people I've talked to, I mean, some people work better in a team, some people like to do their own thing. I think the difficulty over the last, like, year and a half, two years, going, well, I want to do this comics thing, um, I've got my skills up, now let's find a writer, let's legitimize, has been... Um, uh, just learning that I can do it. Sure. It showed you that you could. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can understand you wanting to, like, it would make sense because when you look in this industry, that's the next step. Yeah. Okay, my art is ready. Now I find a writer. Now I find a writer. Now I make a comic book. Blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people will find that it's all within themselves. Sean Daly's one of them. He works with other people. But, but Terraquil's all him. See, right? that, and that's yeah. it. I love working with people. I feed. That's why I'm excited to just be in this room. There are yeah. other people, and yeah, I'm yeah. talking to them. Yeah, yeah. A lot about comics. But I don't necessarily... Um, I think it's... I actually have decided it's a different energy. The energy yeah. I use walking around this room and getting really jazzed up about this industry and making things is different from whatever weird little black hole that's inside somewhere in my mind that everything comes out of okay. or goes into that gets processed. It's a completely separate Completely thing separate. That's awesome. Completely I haven't separate. heard that much. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm just coming to that conclusion because I was having meetings with people um, for comic stuff and for some design work, and I'm like... I'm listening to you, but I don't feel like I'm contributing. I'm excited about this, but I'm not. There's no synthesis going on as we right. sit here and talk. I feel like I can't draw. It was more of a fan love than a I need to be part of this. Yeah, sort or, of thing. or almost like I wanted to just sit there and have them tell me a story. Okay. And I, I just, it wasn't a collaboration so much as like two energies getting really excited yeah. to be together. Yeah. Uh, but the product doesn't seem to want to come out of me right now. Yeah, it's totally. It's weird. No, it's not. It's not weird. It makes total sense when you explain it. Like it's not really. Some people just have this thing, and it's all within them. I see it all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the cool thing about comics. You could have a team of ten people bringing you the most beautiful comic, or yeah. you have one person sitting at their table doing it all. Well, I, I and see. that's their vision. That's their dream. I totally get that. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's that that um, you know writer artist and maybe oftentimes self-publisher that kind of triumvirate has influenced me or if I've always just been drawn to that because I remember like what was the first comic series what did I first like really dig what was it bone as it was coming out in the 90s right on yeah that was it that's cool however I went into that shop for superhero comics I went in for you know x-men and and generation x and what was your shop uh, uh, he's still there. Yeah. I have not had the balls to go back in, but I have this massive trip planned to go back to Emerald Comics. Okay, I'm not familiar with it. It's Emerald the smallest Comics. hole-in-the-wall shop on Kingston Road. Really? It's at Kingston Road in Warden, basically. And it was around the corner from where I grew up on Hague. And um, 
I went in there and bought baseball cards as a super young kid. Really? It's because I think he still does a business like that. And then never went back because I stopped. I, I was supposed to become a girl. And I spent a summer with my friend at her cottage. No electricity, no nothing. We'd go into the marina. And I'd buy magazines. And I was buying like Vogue and all that kind of stuff. Very visual kid. Um, and then I ran out of magazines to purchase. And they had a comic spinner. And I was like, let's give this a shot for real. Always seeing them around everyone else's house. Right. Picking up other people's like original Ninja Turtle stuff and just you know sure, Spider-Man sure. freebies from school. Remember they were trying to teach oh, yeah. us dressing on yeah. lesson on drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like just not connecting this. So I picked it up and Chris Bocello's work. Mm -hmm. It's just started slapping me in the face. So I be that summer I transitioned from buying fashion magazines to buying comics. So I went back to I was like, well, where do I buy comics? Emerald Comics had comics, so I went in there and I'd always go alone and. And um, Steve, who owned it, was just like, well, this is, I bet he thought it was odd. A 15-year-old girl coming in alone in maybe 1995. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But he was, he was awesome. And so he, would, he was, he, I think he knew I was in there for Marvel stuff, but he would like, hey, take a look at this, take a look at that. That's Heavy awesome. Tread Sandman, how about Preacher? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, this that's kind a of fucked up shit. A bit of a jump. <laughs> but definitely more stuff where it was like creator control, right? Uh, author control, artist control. Right. That, the yeah, whole yeah. Image Comics, the current model, mm -hmm. that was the kind of stuff I was buying. That's where your heart lay. And that, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I'm. You know, that's kind of like I grew up going to the cottage every summer. And yeah. You know, mom would send me away, and. That's how I got into comics, was my parents buying me comics to read on the way up. Yeah. And that's how I got into Green Lantern and Archie cool. comics. Ar know? Oh, Archie was the yeah. whole other oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. My best friend whose family owned this cottage, um, I don't think she, I mean, not to, I don't think she really read any other comic in her entire life except Archie. Her mom would religiously buy her an Archie every time she shopped at the No Frills. Okay. So Jill... I don't think she took them. She just recently moved to Chicago. I don't think she took them with her. I don't know where they are, but she must have 1,500 Archie Digests. That's amazing. It's incredible. We, were, we would line the walls of the cottage like bricks with the Archies. Right, And so it was like this thing to do, just sit around and read the Archies. to hear it in a way, because we had a bunkhouse off the cottage with bunk beds. Yeah. And we would rip out comic pages and staple them so when we lied there at night, we could look up at the top of the bunk beds and, you know, read the comics. Well, see, now the bunkie at the cottage on Bluebell Island on Otter Lake, that was the domain of her older brother, Chris. Okay. And his older friends, like I say, older, they're like three years older than me, two and a half. Back then, it seemed I don't like know. forever. Yeah, yeah, like they're big. Yeah. Um, and they were the they were the guys that were, you know, they were like, I still remember them just running around screaming, "Bam, bam, bam!" <laughs> and they had us playing Dungeons and Dragons and all this, and it, but it felt like the domain of the older kids. Right. It just it felt like something where. Oh, my brother's... i got to show you this my thing. My friend's older brother totally yeah. got me into heavy metal and comics. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah, I... I yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take it away there. Sorry. <laughs> 
admired their musical taste as well. Sure. It was just, I don't know, what's, what is, and the, it's the cottage, and it's the thing, yeah. and it's Something the comics, and it's the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it was a grand time, the 80s and 90s, it was a much simpler age to, yeah. you know, I have a six-year-old, oh. and YouTube is, is YouTube and Minecraft, and the things these kids, like, to have a six-year-old talking to me about, this guy's got this many subscribers, and this, this, and these channels, it's such a different I I just vibe. I just followed my cousin's kids on Instagram, all right. three of them, and... Uh, the there's there's a there's two girls. I think the eldest is like twelve. Okay. May, so then her younger sister would be like ten, and then the boy is maybe eight. It's kind of two years difference. But I followed them, and there's the shot. Yesterday was Remembrance Day, and so the the middle child had put up this selfie with like remembering Canada's fallen heroes and it was this super serious like fashion glamour shot of her and her long blonde hair and I'm like this is so the internet oh yeah it's a selfie it's like there's definitely filters on this she's looking like this angelic superstar yeah. child model and then it's a super serious we better address what's going on <laughs> in Canada course. today my followers yeah. want me to know that I've acknowledged this holiday I, I, I was just Oh my god! I'm like, this is it. This is it. Yeah, this yeah. is it. Here we are. That's awesome, though. Well, at least it got you to a place where you know you figured out kind of what you want to do. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, it's nice to hear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are confused. You know, they'll go through writers and they'll try different things and they won't work. Well, but... I, I was saying, I was saying to Erica again today, part of our our deep conversations. I was like, I think what I've learned is that I'm a fast learner. Okay. And that. And I said to her, also, this is going to sound egocentric, but I'm very good at things. I start something, and I'm real good at it. So I don't learn to work at things. Okay. So I think the biggest lesson has been, if you actually work harder, you get better. Yes. Holy shit. It's an important lesson Like, ju just because... Talent won't get you all the talent way. Talent won't get you all the way. And also, just because something is hard doesn't mean you weren't good at it to begin with like you, you sure good things are going to be hard whether you're terrible at it or you have an, an actual gift so that's what i think learning that i don't need a partner i don't need a writer well it's good that you're coming so early into it with such confidence because that's going to give you a lot of strength it really is Yes. Well, if you felt strong enough to go that way, because that does not happen often. And I can guarantee you, I've been doing this podcast for five years. Okay. And over 200 episodes of talking to people just like you. Yes. And the ones who have that singular vision who can't help but need to get it out themselves are the strongest ones. They really are. Not saying the people that work with others are weak. Right. It's just a different technique to go about it. Yes. But... You're just literally taking on a bigger workload yourself. Yeah, but... That's harder, right? It is, You're doing more. It is harder, but I think part of the learning lesson was that as I tried to work with writers on their pitches, on their scripts, on their concepts, um, it was... It took me almost ten times as long 
because I spent all that time spinning my wheels trying to connect to their character. Who is this person? Who is this woman? Who is this man? What is this world? What does it feel like? Smell like? As I draw, I it's like acting, and I used to do a bit of acting and modeling, and I could not pull myself into those roles the way I do it as I draw. So I I need to really connect with what I'm drawing, otherwise it's like pulling teeth. So to work with these people, it sounds like it. It's like oh well, you know, you're taking on twice the work, or maybe it's exponential um, in perception, but in actual uh, synthesis and speed, it's faster for me to do this. This is incredibly unique. For me. <laughs> it really is. It's really really cool to hear you talking like this because I've talked to so many creators who do do it on their own, but. I've never heard it explained in this way of what. Really? Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm serious. You've broken it down in a way that, you know, I've, I've kind of not really looked at it before. Well, I, I didn't look at it that way either until a few months. Maybe maybe it kind of parsed itself out in my mind a few months ago when right. I was like, Oh, and maybe well, you seem to be much more self-analytical than most artists. I yeah, guess I could I, say. You're self-aware. That's a good thing. It's my favorite concept. That's a great. It's my thing. favorite quality in 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 a person. Yes, and also sometimes in in, in art. Absolutely, because you can be so like most of these artists are so focused. Yeah, on you gotta be creative, which is cool. Be. But you seem to be able to take that bit wider view from what I'm hearing. Of, yes, of more than just of how does this work? Why does it? Why does this why? work? Most people ignore the why, the why and just keep pushing through. Like Sean Daly over there, he doesn't know why. He's a piece of shit. He wakes up, rolls out of his fucking bed, and a, drops. Yeah, like, hey, he doesn't no, I've seen fucking him. care. No, right. <laughs> I don't even have to turn around right now. I know he's doing something. No, but I really see now we're just meeting, and I haven't seen your work, but now I'm dying to see it. I've got, this. I didn't bring anything. That's okay, today. I will find it. I will give you my card. Perfect. Yes. I love this self-aware attitude that you have of it. I do not hear that often. It's that, beautiful. That kind of thing can freeze you up, though. That's oh, my God. Like, ah, Jesus. But I think that being self-aware again, I'm trying to use that to my advantage. Sure. And, you know, stop, acknowledge that, and then apply it as a skill as opposed to... It's been, a, it's been a stumbling block. Absolutely. Well, there's lessons learned. You're going to yeah. make mistakes. I don't care how good you are or how confident you are. You're going to make mistakes, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. Learning. As long as you can be self-aware and that confident, yet be humble enough to know that you're going to make mistakes and learn oh. from them, you're golden. Yeah. Right? It's the ones who aren't willing to learn from their errors and be like, I'm not good enough yet for that. Those are the ones that get stalled out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be willing to be like, I can learn how to do this. And as you say, you have confidence that you learn things from the, you know, the outright. That's great. Well, I, I, yeah. I definitely took a bit and built up some skills. Like started drawing, started getting back into that, completely exiting other industries and just sitting quietly. And doing this. Sure. And I thought I was going to do fashion illustration. Right. And I did a whole portfolio. I sat down for two months and I drew every day. And I have a really beautiful portfolio if anyone needs some fashion illustration. Uh, and I, it doesn't, I mean, maybe if you step way back, it looks like my comic stuff. But it's totally not okay. my comic stuff. Okay, yeah. It, I said, okay, well, that was good. Now let's. I know more about what I want to do from having sat quietly with myself for two months. Right. Built that skill. Well, okay. Well, it's good that you're also not in a rush. I've, uh, well, I've been in... Have you had those moments, though? Oh, hell you... yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a lot older than I look. 
but I have been very fortunate. You just set me up for the curiosity of wondering how old you are, with that being the rudest question I could possibly no, ask. No, no, it's not. It's not a. It's never a rude question. For, I don't think it's rude for anyone. I mean, maybe it's I was slapped around by my Scottish grandmother to be a gentleman. So, my my mom's background is Irish and Scottish, and she's the rudest person I know. She's super rude. No, I'm. I was born in 1980. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not a kid. No. I'm not as old as some of you guys. Maybe I don't know. Well, you're easily doing a lot better than most of these guys. Let me say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised you say 1980, but you could have said 10 years later, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, so. I get carded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but you, no, I've been through it then. You, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I've been, I've, I've done a lot, I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. I've been a lot of things. I've, well, I've had that life experience. I mean, that's the thing that gives you the confidence to do things like learn and yeah. be humble. You know, the older we get, obviously, the less stubborn we get, in a way. Yeah, I think you know, so, like, until it flips. Yeah. You, and then you're like, wait, I'm crotchety. Like, I think there's a certain something to be said for when you get to that point where you're stubborn enough that you're like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm not going right. to change this, because I have already learned that lesson. Yes. That's that's sticking by your gut. As long as we can right? have confidence in those lessons. Right. Then, yeah. And, uh, the wisdom to know that you've learned the right lessons. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm there. I'm totally there. <laughs> You're gonna have to come back on this show, and we're gonna have to pull once you've our actually looked at my stuff. Episode once I actually I don't even know your last name. At this it is Sawatsky. Sawatsky. Katie Sawatsky. S A W A T S. KY. Give your uh, social medias, Twitter. Instagram. I I basically use my name. Okay. Yeah, use my name. Uh, except on Instagram, I'm. Uh, this is my face. Okay. All one word. But I think if you search Katie Sawatsky, K A T I E S A W A T S K Y, you'll find me everywhere. I love this. I've been smart enough to this use my, my favorite damn things. Name. Like people are always like podcasting. You feel like that? I don't prepare for shit. Nope. It's one of my things. <laughs> I don't prepare for fucking nothing. So people nope. are always like, "How are you gonna know what to talk about?" I was like, "Don't you worry. Nope. I will find Ooh, shit to talk worry. about." So I just learned your last name, and I've never <laughs> seen your work. But other than that, I'm so enamored by oh, your yeah. existence. Oh, that you yeah. have to go back on the show All after right. I have seen your work, and, and we we'll do a full proper, little bit more Katie-centric direction. episode. Yeah. Because when I actually have seen your work, we'll have even more. I I may so. actually have a place online to, to, to purchase, though, you know, my work or even yeah, yeah. full. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I'm very very excited, Katie. Cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For thank chatting you, with me. Katie. Uh, guys, we'll put up all our shit uh, and elegantweapon.ca. <laughs> you see all the links. We'll talk again. Oh my Very, shit. very cool. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. That chair ain't needed. <laughs> All right. Katie Sawatsky, how so awesome nice. was that? I like her a lot. She's amazing. Big fan. She's cool. Malcolm. She's, yeah. 
Hey. Jeremy. Joey. Joey. <laughs> I apologize. You're new to me. I'll get That's okay. That's Joey. Uh, how do you pronounce your... Is it derelicts? Dere, de, that's very close. It, it derricks is, is how it is. It's derricks? the Derricks, yeah. Do you just say it like derricks? Like yeah, derricks you can, plural? Yeah, yeah, you can say it like that. Derricks. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's man. weird. It's weird Dutch stuff. Uh, I don't know. Malcolm. Yeah? Hogtown Horror. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Thanks, what man. Book, man. Man. You yeah. must be proud and I'm happy. I'm very and, proud. We know. had a... We had a lot of really great stories come in, and I was just really astounded and scared, honestly, like by a lot of them. So I'm just, I'm I amazed. Can't even tell you, I keep talking about this, and listeners, and I apologize because I keep going over this, but the final page of Chris Yao and Sam Noir's <laughs> entry, what's the story called again? Dwayne's Inferno. Is it's, disturbing it's, oh in gosh. a wonderful way, but disturbing as shit. It, I just the first time and I saw it, you were standing there. Yeah. Joey, when I yeah, looked yeah. at it, did you see my reaction? I probably. Uh, I audibly gasped and turned <laughs> my head away from the comic book. Yeah. I was like, oh ah, man. What are they doing? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And yeah. it's beautiful, beautiful stuff, man. Like, you must be yeah. so proud, you know? Yeah, yeah, thanks. We Talk about your role in Hogtown. Yeah, I, well, I was one of the editors and one of the writers on it. And I guess I kind of was one of the key people kind of putting the book together in the early stages and we had a lot of uh, really like spooky stories people would always come out just and say I got this awesome story or this creepy story and there's never really a place for it and we were like hey let's put it together Hogtown Horror let's put like kind of a framework around it of these friends kind of going out for a night out they see these creepy movies the movies all the stories in the book and that's kind of where it went from and how it kind of conceptualized and yeah I basically um. It turned out such so well. It's such a beautiful collection. Thank but you. It's a little thing. The print. Mm-hmm. The very first thing that grabbed me was when I opened the book and felt the print, felt the newsprinty yeah. madness yeah. of the book is incredible. How did that come to be? Why did you decide well, to do that? Well, when we were kind of conceptualizing the book, we were like, okay, what are our inspirations? And we thought like old school EC horror, like uh, EC comics. Um, we thought of like old school pulp stories and we, we just wanted something that was that felt old that felt like kind of like that you wouldn't expect from a yeah. polished kind of a polished kind of um, uh, product I can't even tell you how thrilled I was when I felt it I was nice, like this nice, is man. amazingly perfect for this book especially yeah. yeah yeah I didn't even know people still did that Oh no, they do. I, Where'd I was. Did you have it printed? We, was it Gorilla? Or? It was uh, Webcom. We had it printed with. Okay. Um, and we we were like looking around at a few places, but Webcom said that like, hey, we have this type of paper costume. Hey, what's going on? An elegant weapon. Yeah, man. There you go. Our friend uh, Aaron, our beautiful friend Aaron, says thanks, guys, with hearts. Because our beautiful friend Aaron just eloped and got married out in We were going to see if she wants to come out tonight to watch UFC, but instead she's (laughs) getting married across the country. So you're still strong UFCing? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah? I absolutely love it. I like boxing, too, which people aren't in Canada get as excited for, but yeah, I love MMA in general. And tonight's the big one. It's the Conor McGregor fight at Madison Square Garden. The first. Uh, Who you got? I, I don't like Conor McGregor, but I, I feel like 
if I had to put money down on someone tonight, I, I would pick him to beat Eddie Alvarez. But I'm definitely rooting for Eddie Alvarez. I, I'm rooting for Alvarez too, but I can't. I'm, I'm amazed at how Connor is keeping up the stick after losing to Diaz. That he's coming out in mink coats and he's still yeah. like Mr. Superstar. Like I you mean, got your ass beat that time. I'm sorry, and you barely got out of the second. Yeah, I actually. I mean, say what you want with the second fight. I thought he lost the second fight, but it was a close, good fight. I'm just not a big McGregor fan. I, I am a big fan of what he's done for the sport. Like, oh, for sure. But I'm just not a big fan of him in general. Like, I'm, yeah. But he's great because he's polarizing. It's like when Brock Lesnar fights or yeah. back in the day when, like, Mike Tyson, whether you like him or hate him, but you, you watch. actual fights very exciting? They're yes. very boxing, yeah? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But I guess actually, well, that's just personal preference. I'm a I'm a ground guy. Oh, I, I love, love jujitsu too. Man. Yeah, I love when the, when they can well, good, slip good, something out of nowhere. I love it. Love good it. grappling, but there's a lot of bad grappling too, which is that's that's worse to watch than bad boxing. Absolutely, <laughs> this is true. They're just making love on the ground. I'm actually more excited about um, the welterweight fight that's getting no love because of Conor McGregor right now is Woodley's fighting Stephen Thompson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Stephen Thompson is so good. I'm so excited to watch him fight, yeah, but nobody cares too, about him. Though, man. Was that? Woodley's good. Too. Oh, he's That's great. Great. Big power, really fast. But Do you think they'll sort this G- GSP thing out? Do you think he can come back? No, I don't think so. It doesn't look like... I don't know. I guess, I mean, once he gets out of his contract, he should probably do like a... Uh, he should probably just do like one-off fights and just promote himself or like team up with like a golden boy. Or... I'm surprised he didn't push the movie thing more after showing up in Captain America. Do people really want to watch like GSP act? It's not that he has to act, right? Like, like look at Gia, Gina Carano. Yeah, she showed up in tons of stuff, just but as you know, your token action baddie who doesn't say much. Yeah, know? but she's also like, she's American. Yeah. Good looking girl. Yeah. GSP's not a bad looking fella, but right. people I think think the French accent comes off as kind. Of, I watched some, I watched some straight to DVD type MMA movie. In like 2009, like those wrestling movies, like the Marine and yeah, 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 but worse, worse. And it's this guy who produces them, writes them, produces stars in them himself. But he, I guess, he has enough money that he uh, he got guys like Anderson Silva, Rampage, GSP to be in them. And they they dubbed over GSP's voice with a like slightly less French accent. Yeah, it was like still like a Quebecois, but it was like not his voice. It was just like less French. And like, well, in the beginning, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was real. Did, I, did you see my picture? Did. I ran into GSP on King Street. Yes. What yeah. the fuck was that all about? I don't know, man. I went out to go to this restaurant, and they were like closed down. So we ended up just wandering around a bit, and we ran. We were down on King Street, and I just he just walked by me, and I was like, the girl as well. I was like, that's that's GSP, and I was like, like I'm not big on, I don't really care about meeting celebrities and getting pictures and all that, but I was like. I just, like, no one's going to believe I just saw him. I was like, uh, so I was like, George. And he came, and I was like, can I get a picture? And I just took a picture. And he was cool about it? Like, he was cool, but he also looked like he was trying to get somewhere, and he looked worried that I would start, like, other people would notice, and he'd have to start taking right, pictures of everyone. Right, right. So like, you were the guy that snuck it in. Like, I was trying to be like, let's do it quick so he can clearly get out of it. Because there's a ton of, like, douchey, affliction-wearing shirt guys on King Street. Who, if they see GSP, he'll... Oh, yeah. And he's a nice guy. He'll probably want to take, like, I have to take pictures with everyone now, right? Oh, his fault for going out. So, to yeah, the picture Street I have, you can see his, like, face is slightly worried that he's, he's like, I hope I hope no one else notices. That's a nice picture, man. Yeah. If, he, if they did let him come back, you think he'd do it? 
do it. I mean, do you think he'd win? It's hard to say. It's hard to say because he's taken three years off in the prime of his career. Um, I don't know. I want to see it. I definitely want to see him fight because you only have a limited number of years where you're actually a competitive athlete at any mm. top level sport. So totally. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want to see him fight. Like, I don't really don't care to see him act as any, yes. like in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I don't as really care about it. Some of these athletes, man, like it really gets me, especially in baseball and basketball. Some of these kids are 18, 20 yeah. years old, throwing 90 mile an hour to the yeah. best hitters in the world. Yeah. Imagine the pressure, or are you too young and dumb to know the pressure you're under? Like, how do they do it? I think you know? it was, it's, you can't make broad sweeping statements. Everyone's got their own, like, yeah. path that they get to it, right? But I don't know. You only have, it, no matter what sport it is, like boxing, basketball, top-level sports, those guys are the best in the world at, at that sport. Right. So they're just such anomalies as it is. Yeah, true. They have, like, and, and then they have, most of them, five years, ten years, if they're lucky, 20 years at the top of the game. Like, right. GSP's, been, yeah, GSP's been around already for over a decade. Yeah. Who knows what he looked like if he comes back. But I'd like to see him fight. I, I'd, rather, I'd love to see it. I'd rather That's watch GSP thing. than a Marvel movie. I still, I can't believe the USC wouldn't give him the money that he'd want to do it. It seems like they're I, like, no too much. But From what I heard, it kind of comes down to that Reebok deal they signed. I think it's something oh, more to do with that. Oh, he refused that or something, didn't Yeah, he? because they lose a lot of money on sponsorships, and I, I, I don't know the exact details of why. I can't why. believe Reebok even still exists, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that, that, that deal was, that fucked the fighters out of a lot of, like, a lot of guys left just because oh, yeah. they lose so much money. So they're like, I can't afford to fight yeah. for, like, what they're paying me, right? Like even though Bellator exists, UFC is still such a monopoly because it's so oh, yeah. high and above. Well, that's why what so they much, can, see, anybody else can pay fighters. There's right? very few people. There's guys like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, and GSP are the only ones that could step outside of the UFC and make it big. Yeah, and like they could just do their own like free free agent. Do like they could team up with like a promoter like Golden Boy or or something right. like that, yeah. and just do one off fights and just pick another welterweight. Like you're you yeah. could do. I don't know, Roy McDonald signed sign with Bellator. Do. They could do GSP versus... They should bring back Pride oh. and retool it. Could you imagine the return of Pride? Well, everyone loves that, but Pride... <laughs> Pride doesn't work stateside because every... The best thing about Pride was they had crazy soccer kicks and knees to the face on the ground. Yeah. And if you look at all those guys, Vanderlei, Rampage, everyone from Pride, they were juiced out of their minds. Yeah. Everyone was so <laughs> jacked up. Yeah, and yeah. like like Japanese love like a freak show fight. They love their Bob Saps oh, and like yeah. they love like tiniest guy versus yeah. the biggest guy in the world type shit. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So yeah, yeah. That, but <laughs> I like, just noticed Aaron Feldman's shirt. Sorry, it's a, I had friends on that Death Star. <laughs> Pretty good. What a nerd. <laughs> oh, that's really nerdy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, man, I mean, somebody's got to compete, or... Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about the fights tonight, though. I'm really looking forward to it. Was Ronda come back? Apparently, she's coming back on um, the New Year's Eve show. She's fighting Amanda Nunes. Oh, is Nunes. that what she's doing? Yeah, immediate title shot, which is obviously not deserved, but uh, this this era in UFC, they don't really care about that. It's the, it's the money fight. It's to see, because once someone like that is shown to be beatable... Not just beatable, it destroyed her. Like, oh yeah, like she was I'm a mess. No one ever thought of absolute avoidance of her ground game and just beat the shit out of her. Like, how well, could you? Like, 
they always seem try to be, trying to be ready to counter the arm bar. Yeah. But why don't you just stay up, stay up and fight? Like Holly Holm boxed her to death. The problem, the did. problem with the the women's division is that uh, it was undeveloped for so long and ignored, right? Until Ronda Rousey came along. No, like Dana was like, we'll never have a women's division in UFC. Yeah, I remember that. They didn't sure. think it was going to be a draw. And because of the way it was ignored, there's such a big gap between like the top women in the sport. There's in like the bantamweight division, there's like maybe five that are competitive for the belt. Right. And the rest, it just drops off so bad, right? Yeah. It's starting to get better now, especially in the Ronda Rousey era. But it's just been so uncompetitive for so long that... Ronda was just beating everyone because they're just like other than your Misha Tate who should be twice. I feel like a lot of that was psychological though. Oh, absolutely, Those yeah. Fighters were losing, yeah. because of this mass media. Oh yeah. Global. Well, it's like the Mike Tyson thing. A lot of guys they lose the fight before they get in the ring because right. it's a mental game, right? They're right, like. For sure. But yeah, who knows what Ronda Rousey's going? I was never a big fan of Ronda Rousey, but I like. I always remember just being like, she can she just keep armbarring everyone in the first oh, round? Yeah, like, that is amazing. That's interesting that's to see. That's an amazing thing. But that was the first interest was the fact that she would armbar everyone, period. Yeah. But the, it came to the point where that's not going to win every fight, right? Yeah. Like, What's crazy is Ronda Rousey lost that fight just about a year ago now. And the title's changed year, hands yeah. twice. Yeah. And now they have Amanda Nunes, who's not a big draw. And it's like people are like, are, like it seems so long ago that she lost that fight. It was literally like a year ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Time flies, man. Especially oh, yeah. in this fight game, you don't realize it. How I remember watching UFC 100. Yeah. What are we at now? Uh, 205 tonight in Madison Square Garden, the first one in New York. And, and one was less than, 100 was less than six years ago or around. No, that. it was uh, 2009, July 2009. Okay. UFC 100, yeah. That's that was crazy. a great card. That's crazy how fast it is. Yeah, it's, it's oh, it's insane. Well, it's, we're we're in that city for it. I mean, this is a huge MMA city. I mean, even Mr. Aaron Roverman, wherever the hell he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been, he takes. Yeah, I know. We did a the comic together. The, what? So, he goes to Toronto BJJ, which right. is near Christian Bloor. Yeah. And um, the guy who organizes the uh, the kids jujitsu programs, he. Kind of like, I guess him and another guy were kind of mentoring Aaron. They really liked him. Um, and they got Aaron to write like a jujitsu comic and they kind of made the instructors into like jujitsu superheroes. And I did the first issue, I did the first two issues with him. And then I was just like, I can't keep doing this because I got to work on my own books. It amazes me how often I'm finding out you guys did stuff. Yeah, oh, they're. Like, I'll, I'll try and get you a copy of them. Yeah. But now Chris Yao, I think they're still doing them. Chris Yao's done, I think, three or four issues after. Did you see Chris Yao and Sam Noir's story in Hogtown Horror? I haven't read it. I've seen a lot of the preliminary art. The last I, page. Oh, yeah, I got to read it, I guess. Away. Really? I audibly gasped and went, oh, and turned my head away. Oh, I got to read it. Page. I haven't read it. I got Holy it. shit. Really? Did they take it far? Okay, cool. And then I, like I asked them about it, and they were like, yeah, the editors were like pushing them, and they took it to that place where it's not in any way, like, what I say, too disturbing, but it's a step. That's great. I love it's, it. Because uh, it's, it's what a, you got to do with like, those things. It's part of the thought of what they did. Like, visually, it's kind of, yeah. uh, but... 
it's more of the thought of the vision. It's hard to explain. Yeah, right, I'm you gonna, see it. I'm gonna text Chris Yao right now. Just tell him to send me the page. Dude, it's sick. It's just sick. And and daily over here, Sean. Yeah. Was just telling me about something he's got coming out. Uh, with some publishing company I've yeah. never heard of. A horrible. They're going to take him to C2E2 next year. Or oh, something. nice. Yeah. Good, so, man. man. Sean's amazing. Yeah. We love Making Sean. Making moves, man. Making moves. You think he brought some of those home brews? Did you get a home brew from Sean last year? A home brew? He, he brews his own beer. Daily? Da- Sean Daly brews his own beer. And last year hold when on, we were here. Sean. That's the cool thing about being Pints and Pages. I can, just I'm yell? Just yeah. Conversations yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I feel bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it, do it. Should I do it? They look pretty deep. No, get them on your ass and talk hey, about shot. it. Hey, shot. 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 Sorry to interrupt. Can we steal him for two minutes? Come over here. We're doing podcasts. Put this on that table next to you. Okay, here. And this becomes you. I told him about your home brews. And now he wants to talk to so you. So talk into that microphone. You got to talk. Oh, sorry, into guys. This. I got to. You don't have to get that close. But yeah. Hello. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're talking about beer you apparently made that I have not drank or knew about. Yeah. It's uh, a double IPA. It's pretty bitter. Did you drink? You gave me. Is it the one you made last year? Yeah. You gave me. I don't like super hoppy. And I feel like it wasn't that hoppy. Oh, yeah? That's it's hard to though. remember. Yeah, yeah. It was like. I drank a lot of beer since last year. That's probably true. But it was so good. yeah, how did this happen that you made beer that I've not drank? You made it in his bathtub. In your bathtub? No, I'm just. <laughs> no, 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 no. How speakeasy is that? You made it in my bathtub. No, I, I made it in a big jug. In a big jug. A big jug. Yeah, it was cool actually. It was a lot of fun. You've never made beer before, have you? I did it once with my dad. My dad, when I was a kid, got laid off. Yeah. And then just went through a whole brewing his own beer. Phase. Oh, he gets it. <laughs> and so I kind of did a bit of that, but it's a man after my heart. I was a child, so it went over my head a lot of it. Yeah. And what did you call this brew? Terraquil IPA. Oh. Are you kidding? What did I call it? But also, it? the question is, did you bring some this No, I didn't. Nah, I didn't. See, I, I have some in my so. fridge, but I didn't bring you any. You still have the formula or any bottles left? Yeah, well, I have a formula. I've written everything down. So you're going to make more that I'm oh, going to yeah. get to try. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, and I'm getting custom caps made right now. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got the little cue on them. Yeah, because last year he just brought, he just everyone who was here, we just got a beer. Yeah. Okay, you explain this to me. How is this marketing genius, Shane, or what? So the guy who is on the tips of the tongues of many people as an up-and-coming Toronto artist. And yeah, especially you, you. Every podcast. I'm, sorry, I'm a fan. I'm <laughs> every sorry. no, this is the best part of your podcast. Everyone you talk to, you talk to them about Sean Daly, and they're like, I don't know who that is. And you're like, you got to find out. <laughs> it's the best. And then they do, and they're like, what was yeah. this guy talking about? No, Sean no. Daly's genius. We love yeah. Sean Daly. But as a matter of your, your business cards, he takes old boxes at home, cuts out little rectangles, and stamps his name on them. Oh, is that what you do? That's yeah. his business cards for a show. Because I'm an idiot. It's a rubber stamp with all your info on it? Yeah. How much does that cost? Ten dollars. Oh, I need to get one of those. I know you do. They're I'll amazing. just stamp it to like like breath. Oh, you can stamp it on people, you can So yeah, you cheap on out on the business cards, but you go to the extent of brewing your own beer and having personalized caps made. Do you know how cheap beer is if you brew it yourself? I think it's genius. You get fifty bottles for fifty bucks. Oh yeah. That's not like bad. That. That's not bad. Laker log. <laughs> it's a buck of beer. They don't have bucket beer anymore. Good. Someone told me that it was like. <laughs> stuff is 
whatever. I mean, it does. The you're, you know, you're feeling cheap. You want to like. Yeah. That, no, no, I can't. Sometimes we uh, we get to parties and we want to be like. I grew up in Scarborough, so sometimes we want to pretend like we're gangster rappers and we get OE. The 40s? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. disgusting. Oh, yeah. But you drink them anyways. Uh, like, I... like Ice Cube as Doughboy at the, you know where his brother gets killed in yeah. Poison the Hood? And the oh, next yeah, morning, yeah. he's drinking a like piss warm quarter OE. You're like, yeah. <laughs> We'd always do that. we go to parties, we buy OE, and we like... We're gonna pretend we're gangsters, and then we like <laughs> we have to suffer through this giant. Brown bag yeah, forty and shit. ounces later, you're like, yeah. what the fuck was I thinking? It's only foggle. It's like ice cold. <laughs> no, not at all. That's a good decision. Uh, I think it's genius, though. It's marketing genius. We all think Sean is a genius. So a lot of cons I've been to serve, and uh, in particular, I went to Denver Comic Con. A uh, year before last, and they have a bar every 50 feet, like a stand-up bar. Yeah, most and American shows, they have bars. They'll have their own IPA. I think it was uh, Hulk's, Hulk's Mash. Oh, my God. The year. And the year before, it was something about Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, Bruce I think, or something Wayne, yeah. like that. Totally. And it was horrible. Oh, really? I tried the Hulk Smash. I took one sip, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't drink this. Well, the Hulk Smash is no good. No, it was horrible to the point where the good? bartender went, I don't know, that was the year I was in there. Oh, okay. But that was uh, the year I went and I got the Hulk Smash. I took two sips because, you know, I try to support. And I was like, I'll be honest. And she's like, I totally get it. She just handed me a tall can of Coors Light. What She's didn't like, you like nobody, about it? It's horrible. What, Nobody's getting it. What was it? Like, what didn't you like about it? It was the hoppiest shit. It was Super like bitter. drinking like a glass of wheat. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Oh, it sounds so sounds delicious, no. if you ask me. <laughs> you <laughs> might have fantastic. enjoyed it. I probably would have. It was, not, it was not cool, man. But then the hard part about Denver was also, you know, Denver. Yeah. My buddy gives me a chocolate bar. Okay. Right? So I had what was the equivalent of three squares of a caramel bar. Turns out this was weed-infused Swedish chocolate. Oh. I don't know if you've ever done mushrooms, but if you do mushrooms or have seen people, you get what is called the yawns. So as it starts to come on, you'll see yourself start yawning or see people like really like big yawns and it's kind of the effect and I get it really bad so but for like the first 20 minutes after I've taken mushroom tea or something I'll get these massive yawns and then like I'll feel like I'm gonna pass out and then all of a sudden boom I'm happy mushroom tripping right I started to get the yawns off this weed chocolate in the middle of Denver comic-con and I was like what the shit is going on like, this is not the reaction I should be having to weed, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting behind a table at podcast peak with a, literally, with a sign that says, come talk to me. And I can't say a fucking word. Holy <laughs> shit. You're like me every time I take a pop of I don't know what's going weed. on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this shit, so I went on like a half hour mega trip. <laughs> Off this weed chocolate. It was the craziest shit ever, man. So I had beer to calm down. And I got a couple <laughs> king cans. I was like, okay, I got to get a buzz to get, like, wear this off. What a trip, though. And uh, Philadelphia. The great Philadelphia con also serves. Is that still Wizard World? No. They have a Wizard World, but Philly's the one that I do the moderating for. Our good friend Stan Kanopka. Yeah. They just released the dates. It's the week before C2E2. So April 7th like, to the 9th. Um, even Windsor has a bar. 
Windsor Comic Con is like a bar in the place. Oh yeah? Yeah, like most places you can drink beer. We did Heroes Con, I was drinking beer the whole weekend. Here. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've done a few here and there that didn't. See, like Tom's the only place yeah. that don't have beer. Yeah? Even in Montreal, there's a, a little store down here. Guys, Canadian cons are such a different beast than the big American cons. Is that true? Like, oh yeah. Like, Fan Expo deserves to be up there as we're number three yeah. in its epicness, for sure. But it is a whole different ball game than how those bigger cons out there are ran. C2E2 is such a fun-filled party all around that it makes Fan Expo look very kind of stiff and uppity in a way. You just hate Fan Expo because you never get your press pass. <laughs> well, no. that's No, screw that. There's enough people who take care of me. No, I know. Are you like, kidding? You I'm just, always like, there. You're like, fuck them. Well, no, I have no resentment for Fan Expo by that okay. because it's the PR. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say it's from Touchwood PR. Yeah, yeah. And if you think that I'm not good enough to represent your family-run con or whatever because I smoke marijuana... <laughs> That's your fucking problem. You I'm smoke sorry. marijuana? I do. You do? And you know what else is Turn, is turn the, the mic off. Part? I'm, I'm also I also legally smoke it. Because yeah. I'm a prescribed consumer of medical marijuana. In this country where that is a freedom. And if you don't want to give me a press pass for that, I don't need your press pass because the boys in the alley they got my back and I never have to worry. <laughs> so that's all good. Because if I'm good enough for C2E2, that probably means I'm okay. So whatever. But that's Toronto. That's what I mean. We're actually the cons here are more the big ones, and I'm, tr- I'm not, I don't want to put Fan Expo down. I love Fan Expo. Don't get me wrong, right? Love the party, love everything. But it is more stuck up in the whole general idea of how the con should be ran. It is far less a party than any other convention I've been to. Really? C2E2 is like let's have as much fun as we can. At the same time as having an artist alley with aisles big enough to play a soccer match in. Really? Oh, they don't fuck around. They're like, this is a comic con. Mm-hmm. You know, we're making. We don't want the aisles to be that big. I believe his name is Mike Negan, who runs Reed Pop's Negan? artist alleys. Yeah. Negan? Yeah. Oh, buddy. I, I think. I'm like 90% sure. But this guy does uh, all Reed Pop's artist alleys, and I haven't experienced New York's. But C2E2 is by far the most impressive artist alley I have ever experienced. It was incredible. You didn't see C2E2? No, the, uh, 2017. I should be there. Yeah. Are you doing yeah. It? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. so. But that's what we pulled, pulled you over here. Tell us about what what did, what did you do? The you baby? You pulled here because of home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well keep going. But what is this project you did you haven't talked much yeah. about? Uh, it was just like a... It's called Leash Baby Kung Fu. Just about a baby, you know, like a leash baby. Yeah. Like you've probably seen them. I think all babies should be on leash. Okay, then you'll love this book. <laughs> you'll love it. It's about a leash baby who fights like the yakuza and the mafia and all these. Like it's very like old kung fu. Yeah. Um, kind of awesome. stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. Like it's just like a fun little book. Well, you, isn't your Kickstarter going right now? Yeah, for, Samurai uh, Grandpa. How's it going? Oh, Good, ninety-one percent yeah, yeah. right now. Look at that. Yeah. Plug that. Tell them. Yeah, the- yeah no. Yeah, Samurai Grandpa. Yeah. Will this come out before his Kickstarter's done? This will come out whenever the fuck I want to put it out. Yeah. So, so let's just say yes. Well, actually, I got Casey's on Monday. Miss Casey Pierce out of Michigan does uh, Nora. It's a really cool book. It's about a coma fisher. A what? Uh, a coma fisher. <laughs> okay. This girl. What 
they what her job is she gets sent into people's comas like psychically yeah. and pulls them out. So she goes into their coma, finds them wherever they're lost in their own nightmares, yeah. and then helps them out of the coma. Like that it's amazing. I want to go yeah. into a coma. Uh, sure. I've like, been in plenty of comas. They, they can do a meditative coma, right? So sure, yeah. Why can't I just like I take a week off work and I just go into a coma for a week? Sure. You could. Why isn't that a thing? No one's stopping you. It, it, I, maybe it is. No, you just have to talk to the right people. I guess. So. That's all. I love to just go to like... You know, yeah. Well, that's like like freezing yourself, right? Like just yeah. going into like like carbonite. We'll put you in carbonite for a week, and you'll be good. Well rested. I feel like you're cool. I've seen pretty fucked up when he came out of that carbonite. He was all like shaking and blind and like, oh, Chewy, oh. You see, there's a there's an ice cube tray you can get. And it's like a big Han Solo and carbonite. Yes. And you just drop that into your drink. <laughs> I have a I soap. I have a piece of soap I bought uh, at Fan Expo by this friend of mine's friend who had a thing, and she does all crazy soap. Nice. But it was a it's a bar of soap of Han and carbonite. Did you wash your mouth with it? I haven't used it yet. No. I actually I have two pieces of soap as collectives. Because I also have the Fight Club soap. Do you remember when Fight Club came out yeah, in the video yeah. and they had the yep. pink soap? I've got one of those. But that's soap yeah. No. And that's not as cool as Han and Carbonite. <laughs> yeah, it's not new. You know what? Isn't Fight Club just pink? And it's yeah, pink. it just Did says it on it. Did you read the sequel? No, no. Fight Club 2? I should read it. Is it good? I got it. It's heavy, man. He wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it. Is it like a true sequel? It's a true sequel, but it's not anything like okay. the first one yeah. but it's as crazy and mind-bending yeah. but in a different way because it's not fight club right there's not fighting it's but all it's tyler, the, tyler comes back to screw him up some more but him and marla have like a kid and shit it's all fucked up is it yeah. called like fight club 2 or it's is it literally yeah. fight club two. Oh, yeah. yeah shit all right yeah, it's cool yeah, i should check it out because yeah. i read a bunch of his books i love like diary lullaby sure and, yeah. A lot of people like Choke. That was what I thought about reading. Did you guys see the trailer for Train Spotting 2? No. No, I seen everyone sharing it, but I didn't watch Train Spotting, so. Yeah. You've never seen Train Spotting? There's something there. I seen a part where you have I've never seen it either. There's a bunch of shit in it. I should take a picture of my face. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about the movie. This is getting the picture of my face when I just found out Shane Amato. Sean, You haven't seen Train Spotting? No. So, is that the one with the gremlins? Ewan <laughs> 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 McGregor, the heroin junkie movie yeah, from the 90s. Yeah, he has a blanket with a bunch of shit in it. What? And then he, like, <laughs> and then he, like, flips the blanket and a bunch of shit goes flying out of it. Is that a part? That's no. a part. That happens. That's, that does not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it happens, doesn't. Man. No, you're thinking about gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, trust me. There's gremlins in Yeah. I wish... That would be interesting. But I guess that's There's completely useless to put. Oh, the shit blanket. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I remember now. Oh, the shit blanket. The shit Absolutely. Blanket. You haven't seen <laughs> that's the That's literally the only part I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That's like <laughs> the deepest part. Although that's a heavy part. It's good times, though. I'm sorry. Like, it's so I'm weird not, to see a sequel to it. I am. I feel horrible. Is it, it's a good movie, though, right? But Probably it's too really late good. now because it was such a piece of the 90s. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like someone watching Pulp Fiction now. You're not going to feel the same because you've seen a million rip-offs since. I, I haven't seen that either. You think someone can watch Pulp, Pulp Fiction? No. 
I haven't, are you, I haven't seen Paul Fiction. Are you Fiction. a Tarantino fan? I'm yeah, I, I like his nice work. Guy. I'm trying to are you not be that guy. guy. A what? Yeah. Can we talk? True romance? His character is tattooed on my arm. Yeah. What do you think about Hateful Eight? Did you watch Hateful Eight? Yes. What did you think? I liked it, didn't love it. I, I fucking hated it. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't his best. It's his worst work. It was it's really? his least best stuff. No. It literally felt like someone, some high school kid trying to make yeah. a shitty Tarantino. Yeah, movie. I hear you. Yeah. It was so bad, man. Yeah. And I'm such a Tarantino fan. I was actually mad because like, if you went back five years and you're like, all right, Tarantino in, he's going to make a Western. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It's gonna it looked have, good. Yeah. It's going to have Kurt Russell with a giant mustache. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think it looked good, though? The characters look great. <laughs> no, cinematically. Yes. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I thought it was just so garbage. It, it was kind of pointless. The dialogue was shit. The first, like, it's immediately so boring. It was Reservoir Dogs in a cabin, basically. No. It was no, not even Well, yeah, Tim Roth does get shot in the belly in it. Do you know what I mean, though? Uh, like... Well, I love Reservoir Dogs. It's very stage play, it felt like. I think that's what they were saying to you. It was like so boring. Like the first hour, they're just in a stagecoach talking. And just like, you're like, is anything going to fucking yeah. happen in this movie? That's how I felt about Luke Cage. Yeah, I liked okay. it, didn't love it. Nope. I like the first three episodes. The problem is, I said, I, I tweeted this. I, I said, the motherfucking rockets. <laughs> I, it wasn't that it was too black, it was that it was too boring, like, uh, I don't know, I think the fighting, because you got a big tough guy who just throws people around, I'm not interested in that, that's why Daredevil's like, yeah, yeah. I want to keep yeah. shooting him in the head with bullets, like, yes. he's bulletproof, keep just shooting stuff at him, remember when in that episode where he has that nice suit tailored? And then he keeps getting shot, and you're like, yeah. change out of the suit, because your suit's going to get ruined, and then it gets ruined. Yeah. He gets sick of it getting ruined. I watch I'm stuck for Defenders. I just stopped watching Did you watch Jessica Jones? No. Okay. Uh, David Tennant in that as the Purple Man is the single greatest comic book villain ever put on film. Is that guy on Doctor Who? Period, yes. I cannot tell you how disturbed I was by that character and his performance. Easily hands down the best Marvel villain Marvel's ever done in any really? movie, TV, he should have won awards for this shit. Does Jessica Jones it was like unreal. Yes. Oh, she does. Yes. Oh, I thought she just like a PI. I'm like, who cares? She that? used to be a superhero, and she had a was costume and everything. No, but she had a costume and everything, and she flew around, and then she was made to kill somebody by the Purple Man, and that made her alcoholic and crappy, okay. which yeah. actually made her cool. The Purple yeah. Man, like Yellow Man, like that reggae. And the comic, no. I you wish. Know, yeah, no, man. Yeah. I have bigger top. I don't know. Yellow man's good. Oh, yeah. I don't mind him. Yeah. You know Yellow man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, I'm yeah. sitting here with two people that know Yellow man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Well, you come on. Jedi Rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, what do you come expect? on. You know when I didn't... You know how many people have been like, Jediris? What are you, <laughs> you talking about? Are you Jediris? What? I didn't know you, but I see your body. I was like, who's this Jedi Ross? I literally expected like a guy with... Dreadlocks, yeah. <laughs> he carries around like a lightsaber. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this guy, Jay. No, yeah, cool. Jedi King. Well, Ross means Jedi. Yeah. It means king, right? Yeah. Basically, King Jedi. No. It comes out of that. Because I found that out for real. Like, that's literally why I don't get press for fan expos. Yeah. Because I mentioned marijuana. How did you Which, find that out? If you... Like, I know a bird or two. Okay, yeah, okay? yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, if you listen to my show for the past year... I've barely mentioned pop. Yeah. 
I don't like promote it as like a pot podcast. That's what two days later is for. I don't know if you've heard my other show, yeah. me and Josh. Yeah. That's where we literally get high and talk about weed. Yeah. You have another show? Yeah, man. Huh. Look at that. You know, okay. The, I'm not going to listen to it if it's just about pot. No, well, it's Points of Interest Podcast Network. You know my network that I run? Me and my buddy Josh and my partner, he's out in Denver. Oh, right? And he's a bud tender out in Denver. Like a parted bud tender. Yep. Yeah. So him and I have a show called Two Jays Later. You know, Josh and Jay. <laughs> And we get high, but we don't just talk about weed. We talk about a lot uh, of the differences between Canadian and American culture from a cannabis point of view. So it kind of branches out. So we'll start talking about weed, but it can branch out into we get political, we get stupid, you know, whatever. But it's fun. It's shit. It's a chance for me and him to like just catch up every week and bullshit yeah. with no agenda. Joints, joints, joints. I'm a joint dude. I roll joints, period. Doobies. Doobies, doobs. No vape? Huh? No vape? I vape. I yeah. will in, I will take it anyway. Yeah. My preferred method is yeah. I love not just getting high but the process. Yeah. Uh, every night before bed, my wife and I, we make a cup of tea and we sit outside and we enjoy a dude together and a cup of tea. And we talk and we watch YouTube and yep. show each other shit. And that's the best part of our night. Yep. When we sit and the process of smoking it and sharing it. Yep. And that's what I love. Not just getting high. Like once I'm high, I like to do fun shit. Yeah. But I love the process right. of rolling the joint, enjoying the joint, smoking the joint. I don't, I don't like the taste of it. That's cool. Yeah. Like it, to me, it tastes like someone pissed on a cigarette three days. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way for you then because there's no taste, no editing. Yeah. Absolutely. But also, it's depending on the weed you get. Right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm very lightweight. Too. Right? Like, yeah, literally, yeah. if I smoke a joint, like, two hits, I'm fucked. Right. Because like, you I'm, don't know what you're smoking. Like, a lot of people are becoming more educated because your main two types of weed are indica and sativa. Mm-hmm. Indica is the crazy shit that makes you super baked and want to go to bed. Sativa is the stuff that makes you high and happy and want to draw shit. Right. They're two very distinct types of weed. Like, I when I grab, I get one of each. You're probably. I, like, I don't want to yeah, be around people. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, but I like I like edibles because it gives you like a body buzz. Yes, massage. But it's so easy to like. You don't know what you're getting, right? Like sometimes you get so fucked. You don't know how much to eat because it doesn't hit you. Yeah, I accidentally yeah. got oh, yeah. fed some banana bread a few weeks ago. Yeah. Really? And that was it, man. I was yeah. I was done. I remember we made some and my buddy like the first time we ever did it like 10 years ago and my buddy just put way too much in yeah. and we made cupcakes and I just licked the batter spoon and I was oh, <laughs> yeah totally I was watching South Park and I was like they blink the cartoons they make them blink <laughs> yeah. and I was like staring at it and I was just like you why, noticed that they why, why would they make cartoons blink they don't have to blink but they do it like someone was like make these cartoons blink and I was blown away like I was just stuck on my couch watching South Park they were probably baked and they're like we gotta make them blink yeah because like, like, <laughs> we, to, we blink for a reason yeah. cartoons don't have to blink yeah. and I was like holy shit they're blinking <laughs> did you see how South Park changed their episode in under 24 hours before airing because Trump won no, I don't watch South Park anymore. Uh, I didn't. Well, I haven't. South Park, you know how they make their episodes like a week before, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That's how they stay. Only one time ever did they not make air date, and they put out a video about it. It was like a year or two ago. Trump 
they didn't they really didn't think so yeah. and he won and they had to change the whole up- outcome of the episode yeah. in a day that's hardcore man yeah i haven't have you seen the documentary seven days to air i think yes. is what it's called yeah, I've seen some of that, yeah. it's crazy yeah it's crazy yeah. i can't believe how hard these, these yeah. people work it's like, insane what they get yeah. done man they do. How long they've been doing it now? Like 15 years. <laughs> 20 years. Okay, so I'm at work, right? I'm at work yesterday working, and my groundsman, my second guy, his name is Max, awesome guy. He's 21 years old. And I'm just driving, thinking to myself, and I turn to him, and I realize, you've never known a world without The Simpsons. <laughs> and he's like, nope. They started like five years before I was born. Yeah, and he was, he was born in 94. The year I was full of acid listening to Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> this kid was born, and now I'm. He's working with me. We're doing tree shit. He's he's yeah. an adult man he was now, actually pretty like, much. By the time he was old enough to watch The Simpsons, it was probably not even good anymore. Yeah. It was like past probably season twelve. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. Because it hasn't been good since what season eleven, twelve. Yeah, probably oh, around there. It's true. It's just that we don't watch it. Good. Like, mm-hmm. if you catch an episode now, it's yeah. funny, man. It's funny. Tell you. I don't know. Bob's That's, Burgers won me over too. Bob, Bob's Burgers, it. yeah. That's I think one of the best new animated shows. Like that's come out in the last five Anthony, or ten years. Rickazer, yeah. he was on it immediately. We yeah. did the GTA yeah. con like two years ago. Oh no, sorry, that was Rick and Morty. But he was uh, also he was Bob's Burgers and Rick and Morty. He introduced to me. And he was on right away, and yeah. I was like, I can't get into this Bob Burger thing. Oh man. I liked Rick and Morty, but Bob's Burgers yeah, took a bit. Have you watched Rick it? Rick and Morty is fantastic. I watch Rick and Morty. You know what I find? I don't know what it is about me. I don't like cartoons anymore. Oh. I don't like watching them. That breaks my heart. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Breaks my heart too, man. Assumes I would because I like drawing. Yeah. But I I don't something about what is it? I don't like. It's got to be something. Like what? What? What is it? Oh. I just don't like. I I remember watching Simpsons, Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Family Guy, like new stuff. I don't want to watch it. If it's a cartoon, I have no interest. Really? Interest. It's so weird. I love Family Guy. I can't get enough. <laughs> Stewie guy. and Brian are the greatest combo ever. When Stewie's drunk, drunk Stewie <laughs> is the greatest yeah. cartoon character of all time. And then their time adventures. <laughs> I'd love it if it was just that. Like, oh, I like week. when they did that movie, and then he goes in the future to find it. He's like a, Stewie's like a loser in the future. Yeah, that, that was a great. Yeah, that was a good yeah. Stewie. He's like trying to get him laid. And stuff. Yeah. How how long has that show been on the air? Is that also like long time? Late nineties. Late nineties. Yeah. Really? Well, but the thing with Family Guy, it went away. They got yes. canceled. Yeah, yeah. That, that was when they like, came fan, back, right? Yeah, fan campaign for yeah. that show. And they did it with Futurama. Yeah, too. they did that like three times with Futurama. I remember Futurama. I was excited for it to come back, and then I was like, I don't want to watch it. Oh man, <laughs> that was good though. I, I like the last. Is I'll watch old ones that I already seen. Yeah, right. I still like. Them. Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> Enough about my interesting characters. <laughs> this week. Are you gonna edit this? This podcast episode is gonna be like a million hours long. It's uh, forty-one minutes so far. But you have to get other people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on over. Yeah. Watch the pod. <laughs> Dude, this was why. Aaron. Come on I'm gonna over. switch. I'm gonna tag you in. You gotta tag. Yeah. I only got three Also, likes. I'm gonna go keep working. Tag, yeah. yeah, Sean. Get out of here. Okay, right. then I'm, just, I'm staying. Out. I'm staying. I'm staying. Me and Aaron. I haven't seen this guy in so long. Oh it's, my god. Three errands are here. Aaron's three errands are here. That's right. right. Now we have Aaron, Aaron on. And then Aaron on. 
So Shane, what do you think about uh, Aaron Ongi's this movie being super? I know. <laughs> I try not to be the worst, but I am. How much is your Mazketch methodology? Fifteen. I already own it for you. I already own that. Shit. <laughs> you could just have it. <laughs> you take ten bucks. Yeah. Actually, you know, pass it. Oh my god. It. I'm gonna look at it while we talk. Are we purchasing? While <laughs> well, awesome. I'm, I'm perusing. It's a nice looking book. Yeah, that's my that's my hustle. That's my type of hustle. <laughs> so Aaron Ong joining us again. Aaron and I actually met here. Yeah, that's right. I think like the full talk of things like conversations. Yeah, we did. Like this was this is the time that I got to like talk to you for real. Oh, Bitch like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your journey. <laughs> oh, we were just talking Canada about... Yeah, just like, coming from Canada... From the uh, coming, coming from the Philippines to Canada. And like, the culture shock of yeah. that whole How thing. How long ago did you come from Philippines? Because you have no Filipino accent. 93. So oh, okay. I was like 12 years old. So like, I knew how to speak, like, I got to look at everything. Yeah. I barely spoke English. And... It was like a weird shock to me, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know what to think. Like, I had, I had friends telling me, like, don't say the N word. What's the N word? You had to say the actual <laughs> they, thing. And I was like, well, tell you what it is, and then tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All you Filipinos using the N word. I was like, what is that word? Just don't say it. Uh, okay. <laughs> You just That's told me awesome. something that I cannot say. All right. I uh, I had a Filipino friend try to make me eat balutes last oh, week. Oh, wow. Or like a couple weeks ago. What did you think? I didn't do it. Oh, you did Because <laughs> I always talk it. So It's like a soupy kind of. No, balutes. The no, egg. Know, it's not soupy. But when you, when you, cause you, have, to, you have to like kind of like suck it in. Oh, it's geez. kind of liquidy Do you know inside, what balut right? is? Isn't that whale? No, nope. it's a fil- <laughs> That's a... <laughs> It's no, a, balloon it's is a, the egg. It's the chicken egg. It's like Isn't a fetus it a egg. It's, it's, like, like, yeah, it's like a duck egg. or a goose uh, or is it chicken? Duck, duck, duck. It's egg. a fertilized egg with a fetus inside, yeah. but the bones are soft, so you can and you bite into you this can, like, fetus. You like suck it up, and it's just like a soup, like it's warm <laughs> soup. Yeah. That to me, like I laughed. It's I was a like, Filipino yo, that delicacy. was like my morning like food. Like I had that all the time. Aaron, eat your balloons. <laughs> no, no, but you hear outside balloons, and there's a guy selling it. We're like, oh, it's time for balloons. Yeah. Really? So they bring it around like a cart? No, no, no. It's on their head. The guy has like a basket yeah. and he's holding it. It's just like a yeah, basket. It's just eggs, right? And it's like wrapped in like a cloth so it stays warm, right? And then they walk around with it on top of the head. And when you come in and ask for it, you like lower it. And then they, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I. So I'm and one up on that <laughs> is they actually have like baby chicks and they fry them. Whoa. Alive? Well, I don't know. You don't know, you know. I don't know how we cook it, but it's just like it's it's like it's like chicken, but it's like it's a baby. You know how like they hung up like those like ducks like yeah, that? Yeah. It's like a baby version of that. Oh Jesus Lord. <laughs> and that was two pesos. <laughs> so a balot was was like one one Wait a minute. peso. Philippines use pesos? Yeah. But it's, it's a different peso. Different currency. They just use the same word peso. Spain like totally like just yeah. ass fuck like Philippines. It's like <laughs> yeah. just like 
took away our cursive language, like cursive writing, took away like last names. Like we have Spanish last names now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how okay, Filip- Filipinos are like like Asians and Spanish like mashed yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because like, um, in in Mexico, when you go to Mexico and you meet Mayans. They look like mines. Uh-huh. They're shorter, they're like four feet tall, broader faces, and you can tell the ones that are still like pure, like, you know, yeah. are aboriginal, like, mines. And then there's the Mexicans, who are yeah. the mix of mines and the Spanish. Yeah. Is there an original Filipino? Like, yeah, they're like almost Who's black. the Mayans of the Filipinos? Yeah. Like, their tones are like super dark. Really? Like, they're black. Like, it's... They're like the ones that are like there from. But the thing is, if you want to see the full roots of Filipinos, it's like the tribal island ones that do not contact civilization. They're the real Filipinos, and you do not go there because they will eat you. They're cannibals. Like there's a lot of they're the ones that are not, but like they're scary. Like you don't just go around Philippines. Like it's dangerous. Yeah. I know, like, every time I talk about Philippines, it's always, like, scary. Like, anytime I talk to people about well, it, Filipino it's, like, really people insane. are so nice. Yeah, but they're, like... I work with a lot of Filipino people in Scarborough growing up, too, nice. like... Well, we also talked about how my wife uh, works at a retirement home. And she's a sales director at retirement living. And the entire staff is Filipino. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Filipino nurses too. They are in Canada. I work in Oakville. I work in Oakville, Ontario, in the L6J on a daily basis, pretty much. Are you in Clarkston? You never mentioned where you're from. I'm from Clarkston. Well, no, I'm Every podcast, uh, the Clarkston, the L6J. Yeah. I'm the only one who listens to your podcast. Though. I listen. To- <laughs> you're one of the only ones I know. This. It's like God, Jesus. I'm from St. Catharines. Yeah. I lived in St. Catharines until I was nine, and then moved to Clarkston. And uh, but, uh, in Oakville, you are not of status if you do not have a Filipino name. And I have to drive my fucking truck, like, driving around Oakville every day, avoiding scores of man- Filipino nannies <laughs> raising these little rich white kids yep. and taking them to school and raising them up. Yep. And it's crazy. It's yeah. the easiest way to get in here. Yeah. For Filipinos, it's the easiest way to Absolutely. to say I have a job. It's caregiver. Because it's the yeah caregiver and like, like what can women do for labor? Right? Yeah. Oh no, but men. But men men do that too. My dad had to do it to get in here to be a caregiver for Your a family. Your dad, as you explained last year. To, like, oh, I'm gonna go like a whole. I'm gonna like write a whole book about him. Let's just redo the last year part. <laughs> How long was he here? Though? He oh, was here a while before you came uh, over. Yeah, yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. see, that's what I remember. His dad had to come here and live and work his ass off. Yeah. Five years before yeah. you start bringing him here. Yeah, that's all he immigrants come here. Tell me stories of like, 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 like five years before '93, right? Yeah. That's like the times where like certain. There's no plazas, and then you can actually like in the winter like walk like a, like a kilometer with like not seeing anything, and like yeah. he worked at like a gas station at one point, and there was like nothing. Yeah. And it was now it's like buildings everywhere, right? But he's like still old enough to be like back in the day. That's every immigrant is they yeah. like I. I work in restaurants. I work with a lot of like Sri Lankan guys. Like, oh, nice. They all they come here. They bust their ass, work eighty hours a week, yeah. and then they bring all their families over. That's how it goes. Okay, unfortunately, for the stupidest reason, we're in Toronto. Pause this for momentarily moments. 
I have to go feed the meter. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. But Aaron Ong, Shane Amato. I think we did yep. enough. It's been wonderful. Find some pages. Black Bull Hunters Club. There you go. What do we call it? The Mech Series or what? Machina. Machina Series? Yeah. Are you going to call it? Yeah. Keep an eye out, fellas. Yeah. Good times. Thank you. Bye. Bye.